This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Morocco's soccer match against France in this year's FIFA World Cup made history as many tuned in to watch the first Arab and African team advance to the semifinals. So for today's Food Friday, we're paying tribute to the unlikely darling in Qatar by finding out a little bit more about Moroccan cuisine and what it's like for your nation to suddenly play such a large role on the global stage. Yezen Alishwait is the owner of Kanafa Nabulsia, a Moroccan and Middle Eastern restaurant in Irving Park. Welcome to the show, Yezen. Thanks. So before we talk about food, right, this was a big week for Morocco right, and its fans, right? Of course, I'm talking about the World Cup, and, and I know that you also have a personal love of Morocco. So did you follow the team through the tournament? Yep, yep, yep. I uh, I was in support with them because my wife is Moroccan. I'm, Your wife is Moroccan. Yeah, I am Jordanian. Okay. Yeah, but uh, we fell in love, we got married, and then I got into the Moroccan culture. Uh, and everyone else support the Moroccan because that's the first time in our like history of Middle Eastern uh, African they've been into the that far to, into the World Cup. So I was so happy that they get there, and hopefully they're gonna win tomorrow too. Yeah, you watched that um, two nothing semifinal loss yeah, to France. Yeah, yeah, they, they deserve to win, but I think the team was tired. Uh, I don't know. It's like they were not focused that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they deserve to win. They have a good team. Well, as you, you mentioned, Yazin, you are Jordanian and That's your right. wife is Moroccan. How is she feeling about her, her country being in the spotlight like this? They were in the beginning they're so happy that they got to there. But uh, they, wish, they wish the best for them. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they, they were so sad that they, they got disappointed. But anyway, they, they're still in love with the team and they... Still support the team. Of course, yeah. yeah. And, and I understand that your restaurant, though, during this time, I mean, it's been a, a go-to for, for regulars to watch the game there as well. So talk about the energy in the restaurant, like yeah. during the mat- during that match earlier yeah, everyone, this week. Everyone was screaming and yelling, and they cheering <laughs> the guys, like, go, keep going, keep going. It's like they feel they hear them, but the thing is like, oh, my yeah, God, it, it's, it's, it's like... You can't, you can't imagine what's going on. There's there. a lot of pride. Yeah, that's right. That's it wasn't just Moroccans who were cheering with you, right? Yeah, it's uh, Algerian, Moroccans, uh, Middle Eastern, like all these countries, like the, the people who speak the same language, they would love to see someone who speaks the same language go through that. Yeah. And I mean, you talked about, I mean, you being from different countries, um, you adopted the Moroccan culture, as you said, right? Yeah. What was the biggest hurdle there for that? Like, uh, was it just the foods, some of the customs? The, the the foods, it's so different in our culture. It's uh, the process with making food is so hard. It's like the way they eat, uh, or not the way, the, the way they make their breakfast and uh, dinner and the lunch, it's way different than ours. Like Middle Easterns, they eat like hummus and falafel, all that. And we have rice in our culture. Yeah. They don't have rice in their culture. No rice. No rice. Like in the morning, it's most likely bread and, you know, meat or the wheat with, for the couscous. Yeah, but for the breakfast, they eat something called semen, harsha, uh, bagheer, all that made from wheat. Oh. Yeah, that's their breakfast with honey and cream cheese and uh, butter. That's in the morning. So you had to relearn everything. Yeah, I had to go to the source. <laughs> I had to go to Morocco to, to see what they're doing there. Yes, yeah. of course. All right, so so since we're talking about the game, we're talking about food now, I want to hear about your, your restaurant over in Irving Park. How long has it been around? It's like a year and a half right now. Yeah. Since like July, June last year. 
And um, your menu, I'm hearing, I haven't been yet, but I hear your menu is very diverse, which is what a lot of people seem to like about it. It's mostly Moroccan food, like we were just talking about. Mostly for dishes, Moroccan, yeah. And we have uh, Middle Eastern sweets like baklava, kunafa, harissa, all these like we do in Middle East. Because I used to work in Middle Eastern restaurants in the beginning before I started opening my own business. Okay. And then my wife worked with me and then we decided to open our own. I we went see. to Morocco, we see how's the culture there and... We found out that there's not too many Moroccan restaurants in Chicago. Right, yeah. so so you don't have a ton of competition? No, yeah, because it's hard to make Moroccan food. It's not easy. It's like the couscous, we start making it at 6 a.m. to be done at 12. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's rewarding. Once it's done, yeah, it's, it's rewarding, it, it, it's beautiful, and it's tasty. That's true, that's true. <laughs> but 6 a.m. for it to be ready at 12. Yeah, it's six hours cooked. Wow. Um, why did you choose at, uh, at Kanafa Nabulsia to offer this melting pot of cuisines, right? You offer a lot of different Middle Eastern dishes. Why did you choose to go that route? Yeah, because, like, the beginning, as I said, I was working in Middle Eastern restaurant. Yeah. The, the Kanafa Nabulsia, that's when the... The kunafa is originally made in Naples. And the beginning is like, okay, we're going to do a sweet shop and some food. Then I started doing the sweet shop. I found out that people, they ask about the food more and more. Yeah. So we decided, okay, we're going to make our menu bigger. We start making more Moroccan food. So that's where, where we started making like uh, tagines, couscous, uh, sandwiches, all these Moroccan uh, culturally foods they, yeah. they like. Oh, I love that. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking with Yazin Alishwait, owner of the Moroccan restaurant Kanafa Nabulsia in Irving Park. It's part of our Food Friday series. All right, so I can't wait any longer, <laughs> Yasin. You've got some really lovely smelling food here in the yeah, studio. Uh, tell us what you brought to share with us today. So we brought the couscous, and the couscous I brought in the tagine pot. It's like clay pot. That's yes, what you've got a clay pot next to you. D- describe yeah. that for us. Yeah, it, it's just like tagine. That's what the name of it. It's, okay. They make it from the clay. This one, the reason of what they make it from, so the tagine should be slowly cooked. And the clay pot, they, it slowly cooked the meat to make it, uh, slowly cooked the meat to make it tender. Okay. Yes, and soft. So that's why they, they cook in that, in tachin. And some people, they serve food with it because it looks nice and brings the culture in. Yeah. So that clay pot, that's everything, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's vital to, yeah, to make sure the food tastes right. So I appreciate it because, I mean, it is almost noon here at WBEZ. So I can imagine when, when you started making this dish. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to dive right in. Um, and sure. you, you've got a plate there as well. So talk to us about what we have here on the plate. So the, the couscous is... The wheat, that's the, the little round thing in the mm-hmm. bottom. Yeah, that's wheat. So to make that thing, it's like we have to pour hot water on it first. So this way, some people, they make it fresh with their hand. But mm-hmm. in our store, we don't have that time to make it fresh. Uh, so we buy the couscous ready. Yeah. But things like we have to make it there. So we put hot water on it. Mm-hmm. We pour it in the steamer for like 30 minutes. We take it out. We put cold, cold water on it. We return it back in the steamer for about like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. We take it out again. We will butter and salt on it. We put it back in the steamer mm-hmm. for about like 15 minutes. And it's ready to serve for the, the wheat part. For the meat, so good. For the meat, it's like tomato base, sauce, tomatoes. Uh, so we cook the meat about like three hours, slowly cooked mm. to be tender. And then uh, we put the veggies. After we take out the meat, we put the veggies, which is like carrots, zucchini, squash, uh, what else? Jalapeno. Yeah. Yeah. We bought cabbage, 
And the veggies the, are lovely. Yeah, it's like got just, a great flavor on top. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it takes the the meat flavor, and then at the top of it we put the something they call tefaya, mm-hmm. which is a caramelized uh, onion. It's onion with uh, cinnamon, sugar, car, uh, what's it called uh, raisins and chickpeas. Mm. Yeah, so that's wow. just like the sweet flavor of the. And this the makes for a very involved but very tasty. Dish. Right, this is sure. so sure. good, yes. And yeah. so your, your restaurant, it serves uh, a lot of Moroccan food, as we've talked about. But that name, Kanafa Nabulsia, is not very Moroccan, right? It's, it's Nabulsia. It's from Palestine. <laughs> it's from Palestine, yeah. Uh, it's named after a Palestinian de- um, dessert. Dessert, that's right. And then uh, the city in the in the West Bank is, is Nablus? Nablus. That's Nablus. Right. That's the original of Kanafa. <laughs> so why did you do that? What was the thinking there? Because, like, I am been doing the kunafa for the past 10 years and then in the beginning it's like okay we're going to do the kunafa and try to bring people in because yeah. everyone loves to eat kunafa all cultures not just Middle Eastern all like American all other like cultures they, they know the kunafa and the baklava as well so when someone I try to work in people who comes out to Chicago to try to find like anyone we're going to search for kunafa and Abelsia he's going to find my restaurant Yeah, that was the main goal that is true as <laughs> yeah. soon as I started typing the first word your restaurant <laughs> popped up that's, that's how so to you got the SEO figured out on, <laughs> yeah. on the After internet <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great and okay. I, stu- I studied database too <laughs> so I know everything that's, goes a, that's a true businessman right there <laughs> <laughs> um, you know throughout this World Cup you know we've seen fans and, and from all kinds of nations right they're Waving the Palestinian flag. That's true, yeah. At the games. Um, some have even been calling Palestine the, the unofficial 33rd participant in the yeah, World Cup. That's right. How do you feel seeing that show of support? Everyone's so happy that they... I think you need to be a human to support and just it. Uh, people, they were, like, going through bad things lately. Yeah. And in our culture, like, all Middle Eastern countries are, like, African countries who are occupied from someone in the best of their history. So they feel the other people, how it's going on there, and they're in support. And yeah. it, it's good for us that they feel, okay, you, people are still human. They think about others. That's a good part. Yeah, that that's always a, a good feeling for sure. And, um, you know, getting back to your restaurant and, and looking at this wonderful clay pot that you, you brought, I want to talk about tagine, which you, you mentioned earlier. You, you serve this as well. It feels like a, a very home-cooked meal, I know that going to your restaurant, though, sometimes it may feel like a, a sandwich-type spot, like, you know, just like a, a smaller place. Uh, but you've got these home-cooked meals made with love, right? Tell us about tagine. What is it exactly? Tagine is like the name of the, the clay pot. That's a tagine. So why they call the food tagine? Because it's cooked in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's why they call it the tagine. We have like the beef tagine, the lamb tagine, or the chicken tagine. All that they named it after the clay pot because it's cooked inside it. And the reason to click about that, it slow cooks the meat. It slow cooks it. So yeah. that's what the, the pot yeah. adds to the food. Yeah, that's right. When it's slow cooked, it's cooked from inside out. So it takes the meat, takes and the flavor. And that's why the meat gets so tender. Yeah. And takes all the flavor in. So you're, you're a big fan of couscous. I'm a big fan of couscous. I mean, it's so classic, right? You're teaching me today that the way I've been making couscous is very wrong. <laughs> So I've got work to do. Um, what's What would you say is the key for someone listening now, the, the key to making it the right way? Well, you could follow a YouTube channel. Is it channel. the time? <laughs> Did you say follow your YouTube channel? <laughs> or the timing. It's like because it takes too long. It's like you have to know the process. Like what should you do first? The first you have to put the meat in. Mm-hmm. It's like keep it for like a couple hours, three hours. Depends how the meat is. 
to take all the flavor and the sauce. Take out the meat, put the veggies, so the veggies gonna take the meat flavor too. Mm-hmm. And for the couscous, you have to, t- to do it in three steps. The first step, hot water, put it in the steamer, take it down, put cold water, put it back in the steamer, take it down. It's it's that's it's just the process, and you have to know what to do first. So you can, but you can make tagine at home. Yeah, yeah, the tagine is the easiest thing to do. It's like just you have to figure out the flavors, the spices you put in the meat, and you just put it in the clay pot, keep it in the stove for like low stove. It should be low fire for about like three hours, and should be done. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing these beautiful (laughs) dishes with us. Yezen Alishwait is the owner of Kanafa Nabulsia in Irving Park. Yezen, thank you so much for stopping by.